Hello, welcome to some Derps Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host, Buddy. And today we're going to talk a little bit about leveling in MMOs. But before we do that, Buddy, why don't you tell the folks at home what we do on this podcast? Uh, well, you know, on this podcast that you and I co-host together, we talk about games and sometimes movies and sometimes other stuff. So yes, but today we're talking about video games. Today we're going to be talking about MMOs, leveling, uh, a topic near and dear to Mango's heart, because this was his topic idea, not mine. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say that it was near and dear to my heart, but then I kind of realized that it really wasn't. I hadn't really thought about it until you brought it up today. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's what we'll be talking about. But before that, uh, obviously, you know, we played some video games this week. We uh, played some Pathfinder. Uh, did we play Rune Lords this week? No. no I guess we haven't, because we recorded like three days ago, but... Thank God that we can spend all of our opening time on this. We did the first half, unfortunately, of our big bad mega dungeon, you know, five hour uh, uh, session for Hell's Rebels, um, which I was I was sad that we had to cut short before finishing the dungeon. I was a little bit surprised actually that that first bit took so long, but we did come to a pretty okay stopping point, and one of our players needed to go get on with his night, so, you know, I'm not going to hold it against him. I'm pretty sure part of the pro well, not the problem, but part of the, the time sink was we spent a lot of time, before we even started broadcasting, doing, like, house cleaning for, yeah. uh, you know, like, oh, who's going to buy things, and how much are things cost, and everybody needs to level up, and oh, Yeah, boy. I mean, you know, to be completely honest, like, uh, I don't even hate that, because I would much yeah. rather that take up an hour and a half of one of these sessions than an hour and a half of one of the Wednesday sessions, where it's like, well, let's get on with our day, holy shit, it's 11.30, like, um... Fair enough, fair enough. But, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it sucks, because I have all these things that I want to talk about for the end of book one that I can't talk about yet, because we haven't actually finished the whole dungeon. Um, though I was quite happy with how things turned out. I was surprised that people were, uh, kind of so down, uh, from like an engagement standpoint, my own calling out of Enoch playing PlayStation 4, notwithstanding. Um, I was, uh, I thought we might get a little bit of burnout because, uh, you know, it's not part of like the usual timescale for how we play Hell's Rebels. Um, well, part of it is it's like, you know, we joke about it all the time, but it's also, one of the few full combat sessions that we've had, right? Like, people looking to flex their combat muscles finally got a chance to kind of run wild. I mean, I know personally, uh, like, the thing that always keeps me from really doing anything distracting is that I broadcast the game, so I can't do anything with sound. So I can't I can't play video games like everybody else does. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough, yeah. But I know I found myself a little bit distracted, but I, I think that that's okay because it's Beauregard, and Beauregard gets to take a disproportionate amount of the excuse me, the, uh, the social combat time. So, yeah, no, I definitely, uh, yeah, I definitely feel that it's one of those things where, um, you know, like with the CC thing, like I, the, I, the reason I feel real comfortable going forward with that system is because Beauregard is such a natural, obvious candidate to take over those duties, um, of, you know, running between people who are stuck in, you know, multi-turn, uh, CC and helping them out, getting their shit together, um, or handing know, off get, his get, cane sword to the uh... hand, exactly like handing off his cane sword, handing out potions. You know, like your guys being being a six player party with a lack of really any healing whatsoever is pretty interesting. I think um, 
and uh, has raised some uh, some concern. Actually, do you want to talk about that for a second? Um, oh, about the cure, of, the wand of cure light yeah, wounds. Yeah, the cure, the, the wand of cure light wounds thing. Uh, I because we talked about it a little bit during the session because I am a little bit of. It's one of those things where. I know how I feel about it, right? I, I feel like I have a strong argument against it. But at the same time, I don't like being restrictive. And so, like, I want to hear a good argument to keep it, but I just don't hear one. Okay, ever. so so I, I was actually thinking about this because I, you know, I, I, I understand the issue with the one of Curlite Wounds, but we're also, we're also level four. And I think one of the stronger things, this is kind of an ad, a, adoption of what Charles was saying, which is, like, while a wand of Curlite wounds allows us to effectively top up our health between each encounter, that's kind of the only resource we get to refill. Like every enemy gets to blow all of their resources on us, and we have to be concerned about conserving like our spells or our daily uses of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and while for I guess the martial characters, it it or you know like like uh, like Brakox, he might not have to like he has more constant use powers. And so health is really his big limiting one. I think for a lot of our party that like being able to like being able to go into a fight with full health is one, not the worst thing. And two, also not a thing that I think should be particularly hard to balance against. Right. It might require a little bit of work and on and thought maybe on on your side, buddy. And and if you if you don't want to try and play guesswork with that and run the experiments and, you know, that that's fine. But I think that you'd probably be able to to work around specifically us having full health at the beginning of any, any encounter. No, sure, sure, sure. Um, so, so like, yeah, I mean, this was the argument that Charles is making. The thing, I guess the thing that gets me about it is uh, having more of that. Like, I agree that no matter what happens, right, we still have spells. We still have challenge uses per day, that kind of stuff that's going to be keeping people down. But I actually think the best metric uh, that we have to kind of represent, like, the grueling nature of getting through all of these fights and getting through, like, that whole dungeon in one day is hit points. Because it's something that everybody shares, right? And it's something that it makes healing up between encounters a big deal, right? Like, how many of our pots do we want to spend? Where do we want to, to, to spend them, right? Um, what happens when we run out of pots to, you know, two fights before the big boss, right? Well, all of a sudden now our tactics have to change because we don't have an unlimited supply of, of hit points to uh, to fall back on. So, yeah, I, I agree. You know, like from a balance perspective, I, I totally could balance around that or whatever. Uh, but I think it does remove that – it removes that level of uh, uh, kind of tension, which I don't – See, I, I think that I think the level that we're at specifically right now, where we, you know, even the what the what how many hit points does like Rakox have? Like you can't have well, Rakox. So um, to be honest, I actually think I don't want to say this because it's mean, but I kind of think Rakox has been cheating his hit point totals. He has forty four hit points at level four, uh, with like you know two or three con. I guess it has to be three con or whatever, which means that he's rolled nines or tens every time. Like, he's rolled, like, three tens in a row kind of thing, which, you know, I trust him or whatever, but he has an abnormally high number of hit points is my point. Uh, most people have around 30. Right, and, I, like, Alaric and I have about 20. Um, and I think that that's, like, right in the area where, like, a good hit or two takes you down. So I, like, I don't know. I, I feel like that sort of... Te- I feel like for the most part... The difference, like, like if, you know, we're, the, we're Captain Crunches, we're going to play this mechanically. 
the way we play it. And so the optimal solution to go into each fight is to spend our healing or like to spend our healing as soon as we need it. Because conserving it doesn't really do anything, right? Like whether or not you get hit doesn't really matter, right? Like it's it, so long as you you can. The only thing it prevents us from doing is like risking an overheal, right? Like you just only stay within nine HP of your total. Um, cause if you like, there's no reason not to fill it to that point, if that makes sense. Sure. No, definitely. Right. But that's a big deal saying within nine HP of your total, when your total is 36 hit points, that's 20, that's 25% of your HP bar. Sure. Yeah. I, I just... and, and, and like, and the thing is, is like, it doesn't quite bother me from a, uh, it like, it doesn't quite bother me in a, in a concept of like, individual fights but in like the chain of the multiple fights if i give you if i just give you a well right if i just give you a well that says all right take a shot glass you know dip it in the well drink it that's one hp even if you fill to full precisely after every fight that well still runs out um and so then you do then then we get into this point where now our tactics have to change because we don't have the healing available, right? Or we're spending more important resources like uh, Weirin's Hunter spells in order to in order to get our healing down. Um, that's that's the, the like the the progression into that zone and whether or not that zone comes to be is the interesting thing to me, if that makes sense. See, I, I don't think you get the effect that you're looking for, though. Like, I think all that comes in, like, what we spend our in-combat healing with, which um, maybe we're at the tail end of a one of being of Cure Light I think we are at the tail end of things of Cure Light Wounds being effective in-combat healing, mm-hmm. um, which I, I can appreciate from not for, from a not wanting to use the one perspective. Um, but I think that that's where the tension comes from, is, is the microcosm of the individual fight, not the... And, 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 like, that's how those resources get divided. I don't think the intercombat kind of scenes are the things that cause that that to well, so it's not it's, yeah but it's not about like the scene right it's not about between combat having there be like a scene it's about from one fight to another fight my tactics right, right. change like no, no no i i get like i i understand what you're saying i'm just saying i don't think you're right like i don't think really that, you've never had that experience i don't so i don't think that limiting health like limiting health the, the way you are creates that scenario right i think the big decisions about how we use our spells comes from do we need to heal somebody in the middle of a fight um not you know what do you know how 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 do we change the way we fight i actually don't think as a group we change our fighting tactics at all i don't think Rakox is gonna not charge into the fight that's true too but whatever (laughs) right but like and, and i don't think any any amount of like this kind of manipulation of the health pool stops that. Um, it's cause like the people, the, the way it's kind of set up right now, right? Like Rakox, Weirin, not Weirin, oh, maybe Weirin and Amerigrug are all, are all beefy enough so that them being within nine hit points of their total isn't a huge deal. Um, and so they can afford to frontline and then Alaric and Beauregard, um, you know, are fragile enough that they always, that they have to be scaredy cats all the time anyway. Um, and so I don't think that like being at lower, less than maximal hit points really, uh, affects that. And I also think that there's like, one, one thing that I, that I kind of, uh, think about is, is like what, what's kind of the frame for the boss fight wants to be. 
and I think the boss fight is the place where people are willing to ignore like common sense to 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 go be big big damn heroes essentially. Um, and at that point, I don't think that the health pools really like like you're, this is actually kind of my my whole or the the thing that I don't like. This is a systematic problem, not a problem with the way that um you're you're running it. Just that the fact that. When you do a dungeon crawl, you're most likely to be, like, the lowest on resources when you want to do the cool shit against the boss, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's actually... So that's something I don't kind of like about the system, that that, that everything's built kind of like it's this build-up to a big old boss where you don't get to be as cool as possible because you had to, like, responsibly, middlingly chill out your resources in the middle of the uh, in the fight. It's kind of like... Like, uh, th- this is kind of like, I think, justification for why boss fountains in video games exist. So you can be at your, at your braddest and baddest when you're doing the cool fight. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, uh, I definitely feel that to a certain extent. I think that both experiences are valuable. Um, I like the, the feeling of going into a boss fight on, like, kind of half resources, uh, and coming out, you know, like, those are, those are, like, the, the, these, the, like, the grinding, like, scraping that victory off the wall kind of boss fights that I that I like. But uh, then there are the other boss fights where you walk in at, you know, tip-top shape with your armor glinting in the sun, uh, going, you know, completely ham. Uh, and that's all. Like, both of those experiences are valuable to me. Well, and and I think the other half of it is uh, it's also like, you know, like, if I'm Rakox right now, I'm saving my... Uh, I'm saving my second challenge for like the the boss of boss fights um i may have done a poor job well i mean i would say there's there's a telegraphing problem too i don't don't think this is you i think this is just kind of like like there's no way that you should be like and you go to fight this guy who's probably not the final boss but like you know like like charles charles very clearly said i spent my second my second second level spell because i thought that that was it um, and frankly, I was going to spend my second level extract. Not that it gives me a lot in terms of fighting, but mm-hmm. um, it's like like because I thought that was going to be the last fight too. I, I think it's it's a hard thing to. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, uh, the statue is. You guys flubbed perception checks on the statue, so you could have seen that the statue was a secret doorway, um, but you didn't, and so. Well, like, I think the dungeon is ideally built for you get halfway through, you find this thing. Oh, there's a secret passage under here, right? How do we open it? Fuck, you don't know. The DC, you know, the DC for the disabled device check is like 30. Who's going to hit that? Um, and then you get to the end of the dungeon, find the book. It has the passcode. Blah, 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 come back kind of thing. Uh, but that wasn't telegraphed because of how that. And, like, on one end, I kind of want to say, like, that's a good, good thing, right? But it's also just like, ah, the dice didn't really work out kind of thing. Well, I was going to say, um, the perception check is not something we we lack for as, as characters. That's just kind of like a, a dice suck thing. No, yeah, I mean, sure. But it's also another thing where, like, on a macro level, oh, yeah, right, yeah. Um, the, uh, the Phantasmagorium itself, did that really read, like, the secret, you know, archivist's library to you? Uh, you know, like, maybe, maybe not, like, the way that the, way that the ending kind of, kind of clumped everything together is, is one thing, but... It didn't read, like, the secret library, but it read, like, that that was a red herring and we were supposed to go somewhere else afterwards. 
Wait, you read that the statue was a red herring? No, no, not the statue was a red herring. But as we were approaching that final fight, I was like, oh, they must be somewhere else. This must have been like a bad lead. Oh, interesting. No, it's just a mini boss. Um, sure. No, yeah. I, like I, I get that now. But when, when, when I'm moving into that fight, I'm like, this must be like, you know, the end of the fight. We must have had a bad lead and we must be going somewhere else. Um like after this and maybe we have to do it immediately and that that's that's why it's a me- like a mega or something like that right like mm-hmm. um or like without you like also because like this is gonna this is a very meta thing but like you know it was approaching eight o'clock and you said the session was gonna be like four or five hours long and i was like oh we must be towards the end of things like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny um, um yeah like, like, you know, just, like, everything was lining up so perfectly for that to be the last encounter of the dungeon that I was like, oh, well, I guess that's it. Um, and, you know, I, like, in that kind of case, I'm like, well, I guess the story will resolve itself at some point. Let's go with it. Right? Like, uh, I don't know. I, I, that's, I don't know. That, 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 I think that's a tough thing to kind of, like. Yeah, I, I do see it is a little bit of a perfect storm, uh, so to speak. Uh, I'm excited for the rest. I am excited the, uh, for the rest of the dungeon too. Uh, I imagine next week will be. Uh, I posted probably like 85 percent of what are the first iteration of mass combat rules. So I imagine we'll be coming back to that for great fun Pathfinder times next week or the week after kind of thing, and uh, and going whole hog into uh, the end of book one when book one finally ends on this on this Wednesday. Uh, but that's not the only thing. Uh, did you play any games? The Steam sales happening. So. I did. I played. I've mentioned it in some of our uh, some of our discussions to you, not on the cast. I played uh, last night actually all of Pony Island. Um, Pony Island. Um, the I think the game. Let, let me bring up the Steam page real quick because I think the game straight up tells you. So I don't think it's a a real spoiler. Give me one second here. Do, do Pony Island on Steam. Only three dollars until the fourth of July. Um, it's straight up, ah, yeah, straight up tells you, um, you're playing this, this, this silly little arcade game called Pony Island, but you're trapped in limbo. Um, and it's, a, and it's about kind of like the, the game is kind of like a progression through like a, like an adventure of this, this kind of lost soul trying to, um, deal with limbo, but it's, through through like the the lens of this arcade cabinet where you play this very very basic game um it's not a long game this is one of these kind of avant-garde indie type games but mm-hmm. it, it, it is a little bit more than a walking simulator there is actual gameplay um it's not particularly tough but there's some puzzles and there's some like action gameplay um it's got all the sort of like requisite secrets and secret endings and uh little fun stuff that you can do as is popular with these types of games these days um, and for like three, even the five dollar base price, um, it's uh, you know, it's 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 a good four hour experience, and I'd highly recommend it. And on top of that, um, it's made with Unity Personal Edition, which means that like one guy did this, which is super impressive, actually. Um, hmm, fair enough. Uh, yeah, and you know, you can tell because it announces Unity Personal Edition, which means he didn't pay anything for the tool. But it means that it gets to advertise at the front end of it. I think I think that's actually really cool. That's really cool to me as as someone who has 
um, in, in past lives when I had more free time, aspired to do something like that and ultimately never got that far. Um, I, I recommended on that front as well to support like a, a, a new developer in that way. That's a good game. That's wow. Yeah, that's, over. that is, uh, geez, that is, uh, interesting. Um, unfortunately I have not really been playing, uh, too many. I, I did buy some games today. I bought like five games today. What did I buy? I bought the Witcher three because, uh, you know, for, for someone who purports that Western RPGs are my favorite kinds of games, I actually don't play all that many of them. Um, and uh, I want to broaden my horizons, so to speak, to get into the Witcher 3 territory because it was cheap. I bought uh, the Sniper Elite games, which I've always – V2 and V3, which I've always heard are great games uh, and were also super cheap. Um, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to play those games because my understanding is that they actually play a lot more like stealth games. Like they basically – you know that level from uh, – Call of Duty Modern Warfare that everyone thinks is the best level ever where you go to Chernobyl in the ghillie suit and you snipe the guy or whatever. Uh, it's basically just ga- a game built entirely around, like, the mechanics almost um, of, of, that le- yeah. Yeah, of that level, which is, like, the most intriguing, enticing thing that I've wanted, you know, like, that I have wanted uh, for uh, for a long time. Uh, another game that I bought was Tropico 5. Uh, it's a strategy sim game I've never got to. And then this War of Mine, which uh, I have heard only ever good things about, but also never gotten around to. Um, so, fun fact, I own all those games except for Tropico. Um, I haven't played them because I have two been looking to go looking to get around to them and have not. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we could do a, like a simultaneous playthrough at some point. We could share our thoughts and feelings about these games. Oh, yeah, I'm geez. definitely all about that. I mean, I'm such in this... I, I am just now falling out of uh, Total War Warhammer after 91 hours. Uh, Total War Warhammer kind of like funk. Um, because... I've gotten to that point where I figured out enough of the game. I, I have I've beaten the game on every race except for vampire counts, and I'm at that point where I can't lose the game anymore. I'm just the strongest guy. I could be at war with the entire world and just like beat them so badly because I own half the continent kind of thing. So um, I'm eagerly awaiting DLC and new stuff to come out, and I will you know go back to it as soon as possible. Um, but until then. Uh, I uh, I don't really mind dropping Total War Warhammer. Uh, instead, I've been getting back into Hearthstone because I freaking hate myself. <laughs> uh, though I have resolved not to spend money on it this time like I did last time where I used to trade, you know, 30 cent ramen lunches uh, and th- spend all my money on Hearthstone instead of that, which was super stupid. I also bet you've been playing some of that uh, that Overwatch. Yeah, I've been playing Overwatch. I don't really have new thoughts about Overwatch, to be honest. And like, you know, I'm playing more of it. I feel like I'm getting better and better uh, as time is going on. Uh, but I uh, I don't know. Oof. I don't know if you've heard, but they're nerfing Torbjorn on consoles. I have heard that. I think that that's a very welcome nerf. Uh, that, that nerf has been sold to me by basically the Overwatch subreddit complaining about it. But I think in a world of consoles, auto-aiming Torbjorn turrets are not the greatest thing in the world. Um, especially when you stack them. Stacking Torbjorn turrets is basically the worst. Yeah, if you're a scrub. Scrub, scrub, scrub. Yeah, no. Uh, 
I think I think it's a it's a fine change. I have read arguments that it should be it's, it's a thirty percent flat damage nerf. I have heard arguments that it should be an acquisition time nerf rather than that, a, is, that is. I actually think that is correct. I think that is the the proper nerf, but I don't think that this you know. Yeah. The, yeah. This being like, this is like you know an A minus nerf, and that's like an A plus nerf, but we're still in the A range of nerfs, so. The other I'm part of this too out of shape about it. is this is all theory for us because neither of us play on the consoles, so we've never That's had, true. To, had to. Deal I, yeah, with my my boss, uh, my boss plays uh, on uh, my boss plays on console, so it's him who uh, has has told me all about the terribleness of Torbjorn on console, um, and I kind of take his word for it. Mm. All right. Well, I, I think that's it for for both of our games this week. Unless you had anything else you want to talk about? No, no, I'm good to go. No, I'm good to go. Uh, so let's let's get into our main topic, which is leveling in MMOs. Now, as Buddy said, this is my idea, so I, I kind of want to lay this out in kind of the the way that it came to me. Um, essentially, a lot of modern MMOs, World of Warcraft. Uh, what's what's the one I dabbled in recently? Um, Terra. Um, and uh, I think, like, Guild Wars, I think most of the modern MMOs, the sentiment is kind of the game starts when you hit the level cap. Um, and a lot of ga- like, this is so true that a lot of games give you experience boosts, um, either in, like, you know, flat level gains, you know, percentage boosts, mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, in, in some cases, like, the ability to just straight up buy your way to, like, near the level cap. Um to kind of get through that experience as quickly as possible um, before kind of getting to the real meat of the content, which is um, typically the end game content, or, you know, in, if, if I'm going to be a little bit more lax, on um, World of Warcraft's case, the leveling content of the latest expansion and, uh, and the end game content. Um, and so the thought kind of occurs to me that if this is the case, if that we, we want to get through the leveling process as fast as possible, um, why do we even have it in the first place? Um, other than it's kind of just like content filler. And is there a way to either do it right so that leveling isn't this kind of slog that you get to? Or maybe like um, reverse incentivize it so that there's some kind of... Assuming the content is worth doing, some reason to go back to it after you've hit the level cap. Um, and And maybe why don't we just start these games at level cap instead of having to kind of do this kind of bullcrap. Well, what are your first impressions, buddy? Okay. Uh, I hope I don't make this like a five-second uh, a five second episode by saying, I think there are a couple of reasons for this to be the case. The most important one is uh, like an elongated tutorial uh, where, you know, leveling up is how you get your new abilities. As you level, you get these abilities, you learn how to play your class so that by the time that you're at level 100, hypothetically speaking, um, you have a very solid understanding of what your role is um <clears throat> you know in the game kind of uh uh as do you a whole need, do you need in the world of warcraft's case 99 levels of that though so, so so no but i also think that at at the same time uh there's there's a couple of other reasons to it right i think that it it is better though right to have that than to not have that second and i know this is going to sound crazy but 
the story uh, of of these games is oftentimes related through leveling content more so than it is through other content. Um, and so the the most kind of story per minute that you're going to get is going to be through leveling. Uh, so for you know the story players out there, this that, that's so, part of why it's helpful. I so I feel that, but I think that that's a reason to kind of. Rever- like to do something like I said, which is a reverse incentivization. Give players a reason to go back and experience that st- content for the story, because frankly, most like the the primary objective of a lot of people is just to get to max level as fast as possible, and like you know, sk- like skip scores, like even skip story content. Like World of Warcraft, the fastest way you level up is you straight up you you spam dungeons. And, you know, you get, like, whatever 10 seconds of story each dungeon has, because most of them are kind of predicated on event quest chains around it that you never see if that's what you're doing. Um, and then you and then you miss on everything else out in the world. Like, I, I for per, personally, I think the Cataclysm leveling content is excellent. I think it's a bunch of, uh, uh, quite a bit of fun, and I think that that kind of holds its own in terms of both pacing and kind of, like, these, these story chunks that you talk about. But at the same time... I think that the game would be better served if there was a reason to go back and do like to do that content at max level um, and kind of sell that forward and, you know, like make that a thing there. There's already kind of like some examples of this I can give from like Guild Wars where you scale to the level of the area. So um, nothing is like it, but you, so, so just for those users out there that don't know, the way Guild Wars 2 works is you scale to the level of the area that you are in, and um, you get to still keep your abilities, so, you know, the, the more abilities that you've unlocked, you still get to use those. Um, they just do scaled-down damage. Um, but I think that that's, like, a correct way to kind of get people to, to do that other than, like, these completionist feats, which are for, like, crazy people that's or bored people at the end of the day well i'm so i so i have a two-handed response to that first of all um wow is implementing a system similar to this in legion um no longer are you going to be funneled through levels at set level ranges for legion you can enter the broken aisles at any uh zone and level up through that zone it will it will scale to your level um but that's leveling, only for leveling st- content, right? No, right. But I'm saying, well, leveling still has to happen, but you get to choose how that happens. Uh, as to the dungeons for stories things, um, the so the original stories in WoW uh, dungeons were sparse. I mean, the original story in WoW was, was sparse. But um, they've done a very good job at contextualizing the dungeons so that even if you're doing dungeon content, you're still getting the story of that dungeon down. Um because, yes, you're right, the fastest way to level is to spam dungeons, but it's to spam dungeons for the dungeon quests because they give such, like, ludicrous amounts of experience. And those quests are things that, you know, you have to wait for the cutscene to the play to play or, uh, you know, the, like all of that other kind of stuff. Um, so in much the same way that when I level as a Forsaken through the, east, the you know, the Horde-based Eastern Kingdom zones, I'm getting a different story experience than when I'm leveling as, you know, a Night Elf through Kalimdor. Um, I, that to me, the dungeons is just another option, uh, to that place. Um, I also think plenty of people are happy leveling at the inefficient rate. I personally am happy leveling at the inefficient rate. I very rarely do, uh, I have several ults, um, at 
various levels uh, in World of Warcraft. And I've been playing World of Warcraft for forever, right? Um, so this is just kind of like a natural thing. But very commonly, um, I espouse uh, or askew uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the dungeon content for the actually leveling up through the zone content. You know, I have three, just looking at it, I have three 100s, a level 91, 72, 73, 67. You know, like, I've been through a lot of content, and very rarely do I do I fall back on dungeons in order uh, in order to get there personally. Um, I think there's a, there's a difference between, you know, there's this is the most efficient way to get to level, to get to endgame, and um, this is the kind of best way to get to end game, if that makes sense, um, the best way to get to end game is for is different for a lot of different people. I also think, by the way, uh, World of Warcraft allows you to just buy a, a level boost that gets you near to the cap. I don't know that if that it, that it actually boosts you all the way up to one hundred. It's I think um, it's ninety at this point. I think I think it's the level cap of the previous expansion. Right. So you can, you know, if the the person who does want to skip all that just get to you know farming raids and stuff with their friend doing their dailies doing their max level stuff you know yeah go have at it you know you spend 60 bucks and you're there kind of thing um and for the rest of us those of us the few of us if the if you know whatever the kind of numbers are uh you know we i don't know we get to we get to level into it see also by the way i think alts is like the other kind of piece of this equation that's like in some games alts are not they don't exist generally you know you're like saying some, alt is in alt char- alternative characters yes right? right alt is in alternative characters right okay. uh you, you know the game that i that i work on right final fantasy 14 you can level every class to level 60 on um on one character so you don't really have the alt experience in the same way necessarily uh but you know when i leveled to 100 on baron it was different than when i leveled to 100 i leveled to 100 actually as when baron was tonric and then i swapped him to horde side at level 100 and then i leveled up through the horde side stuff as gonder and i think sorath because of a variety of different reasons so i actually saw both sides of the content and that was a very conscious choice uh, but it still gave me my three level 100 characters. In fact, that was uh, that was a lot of how uh, uh, I got to. That's just kind of like how I play WoW a lot of the time. Is I'll level up another character in another set of zones uh, for that reason. I think it's very easy. I think honestly, I think games like WoW are almost at their best in leveling content um, because even though I want to say that like rating. PvP, you know, these big group-based activities are where, you know, like, where it really takes off. I actually kind of think that my favorite... I kind of think that, like, the best personal experience I've ever had in World of Warcraft is when I'm just leveling through the content on my own, not in a mumble server, right? Like, listening to the music... Spending forever and reading the quest texts, you know, that's when it feels like Skyrim, right? That's when it's immersive. That's when you're setting like these miniature goals for yourself, like, oh, I'm gonna, I have to go fire, you know, I have to go so, farm like 150 copper nodes uh, in order to level my engineering. So here, here's, here's what I'm gonna say to that. I'm gonna say that like nothing that you have said is lost or really any different for you if instead of having to level through that content. That content is there and properly incentivized 
for someone who is already at the max level cap, right? Like, uh, ultimately, it doesn't really make a difference to you um, if you're doing it from, uh, like, you know, if you're doing that at level 38 or at the level 100, correct? Like, like I don't, does that really make that much of a difference to you? I'm just, yes or no? I'm not I trying to trick quite, you. I don't quite understand what you're getting at. The idea, so basically you're saying we should, like, the, we flip it, right? We, we say everybody starts at level 100, right? And if you're somebody like me who enjoys that kind of immersive story-based experience or whatever, I can go back and level through that content on my own. Or not, even, than... not even level, right? Like, just, like, that's, I think, I, so, uh, this is going to sound a little bit tinfoily. But like, kind of, kind of the way that I've kind of feel about the majority of the content as it exists in a lot of these games, and I, I think WoW actually does it very well. So I think it falls on kind of like the better side of the spectrum, is that it's a lot of filler content to kind of fill out your first X hours with the game because the game doesn't have that much engagement otherwise. Like you need to give the player. 50 hours of leveling in the game because that's what you have to do in order to make the game feel full rather than the game being good at those points. And I think that a better way to do this is to start the character, maybe not at level 100, maybe it's at level 90, or maybe it's at level like 80. I think like say that the, the way the death Knight does its intro is pretty good with the, that's like kind of the right pace for a lot of people to, to kind of get into it, um, that you kind of let that ramp up happen, and then you let, like, you have the rest of this content kind of be out there for people to do if they want to, and it kind of, and also, if you do it this way, you incentivize that content for everybody, right? Like, you, you incentivize the player that normally wouldn't go back and do that content to do to to go do that content for that richer story experience um because right now the only people that go back and do that content are people like you who are interested in stories or people like uh potentially me when i get really bored which is to do it to get like completionist uh achievements um i think that like having those adventures give something like say a uh like you know even just gold at the right like at a point where it's relevant to a player doing it um, is a better way to, is just a kind of a, an overall better way to, ex, a better a better overall experience for the game, um, if that makes sense. Because it, it lets the Raiders go raid near, like very quickly. Um, and it lets the, it, it lets the, the, the people who want to do the, the solo content do that on their own. Um, and it lets, uh, it kind of just kind of enables everything at like a a very easy to slide into experience uh, experience. And I, I think that kind of is 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 better from like a game enjoyment perspective. I, I think a lot of modern MMOs are kind of like wrapped in this idea that you have to kind of like do your time and and grind through this this crap leveling experience. Again, I don't I think that WoW's, WoW's leveling experience is actually very good at this point in time, at least until level sixty and post maybe like level. 70 or 80 um there's still a rough patch in the middle where where some of the old stuff is still is still is still there 
I think uh, at this point it's really just Burning Crusade, but I definitely agree with you. Um, I mean, I actually, well, to be honest, I've been through the the Wrath of the Lich King content so many times, uh, but I feel yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, so I think the the big gun argument that this falls apart to that I probably should have opened with, but you know, I'm in a dra- I'm in a dramatic mood is. To me, that is completely reversing the the kind of underlying sense of progression that fuels uh, that like fuels the game. I think if you you know like I don't think there's a lot of uh, merit to people who say you shouldn't be able to buy a boost, right? I think that at the end of the day, you know, it's your game kind of thing. If you don't want to do this, right? Yeah, pay a premium, right? Skip the content. No, no harm, no harm to me. But I do have an issue with that becoming the norm because uh, to me, the boost doesn't represent, you know, I don't know, uh, my, you know, my, my mom or, or, you know, even just like another gamer, right. That hasn't gotten into, you know, like I I have a little cousin, you know, I have a a little cousin. He plays tons and tons of Minecraft. Let's say I buy him, you know, a Warcraft account and I give him, I give him the information, right. If he starts at level 90 and, you know, like if to me, him starting at level 90 and then getting to level 100 and having to figure out that if you want all the story stuff, you go back and you go back and you do it and you grind it out for gold or kind of like whatever other reason that that's like the opposite progression, right? You want to progress from a weak little weakling level one and go all the way up to level 100 so that by the time that you're at level 100, you do you like that is that is like accomplishment it is being accomplished it is you know it's looking forward to the next you know it's looking forward to your next level up because you're going to get a talent right you're going to get a you're going to get a new skill right like that those these things these things that that progression um even if i'm 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 you know i'm a buddy who has three level 100s and has been playing the game for however many years I can still get like that still happens when I'm playing a level 34 shaman and I'm, you know, excited to get chain lightning. You know what I mean? That's that like that's the part where all of the where all of this crumbles. I think See, you, I, I don't you, think you it kills like I don't think that that's like I think that in your say your traditional RPG, in your game of Dungeons and Dragons, in your Witcher 3, in your Skyrim, in a lot of your in a lot of you know traditionally built RPGs, that is the case, and there's a lot of that. I don't think that holds true for a lot of M- modern MMOs. I think for a lot of a lot of players, a lot of people, it's just a slog through boring content, um, and is kind of like the nature of of the MMO beast, right? Like your power at level one and your power at level one hundred relative to the enemies you fight in PVE is almost exactly the same, um. Like, there is, like, you know, you don't get better at fighting enemies so much as you scale to them and they scale to you. Like, yeah, but the way that you fight enemies is completely different. I'm spamming Heroic Strike at level 2, but I'm, you know, doing a full rotation at level 98. That, and the, the, all of the little incremental bits in between, that's important. 
getting think, a, getting I, a, getting my mount right, getting my mount and being able to travel at sixty percent move speed, then one hundred percent move speed, then one hundred fifty percent move speed with flying, and then you know two hundred eighty percent move speed with flying. That progression also counts. But first of all, those those bits of progression don't necessarily need to be tied to the leveling experience. Part two of that too is that like I don't like there's not a lot of like. I, I don't feel like that's really there for, for these MMOs, right? Like, I, I don't think that, like, there's this, like, like you say Heroic Strike at level 2, but you're also, like, incorporating more skills by, like, level 4, and then, like, you get a good handle on what you're doing by, like, level 16. Um, you know, a, a lot of your a, a lot of your progression in terms of, like, skills is very front-loaded because otherwise the game gets really boring really fast. As someone who leveled through Vanilla WoW on a Priest, I can tell you that that's definitely the case that it's just like spamming spite on things for like 24 hours no i you know i i totally 100 percent understand that i also think the vanilla wow i think people wax you know and wane about vanilla wow being amazing obviously like it's in the news recently because of legacy servers but like it really begs uh i don't know it just really begs a lot of questions i i remember tanking the dead mines dungeon as a warrior but we didn't have taunt like taunt didn't exist as a button and even when i got taunt i believe it had a like a five minute cooldown or something <laughs> you know like yeah you, anyway I, I i i don't know i feel like this is coming from a place of like uh um like i'm i like i like look if i wanted to just pick up Terra, right you and I both love Trin Immortal. He had that. Yeah. He had that video. It's the reason that all of our friends got back into Terra because he had the thing with his guild or whatever. And I legitimately thought about it or whatever. But I understood that the you know kind of the investment involved to get to level you know whatever the cap is sixty five is um, you know like that that's a lot of man hours. Um, I, see, that's the thing. It's not. I played for like an afternoon and got all the way to level like thirty something because the game just throws like seven hundred percent experience boosts at you left and right because they know that the leveling through the content is see this is actually kind of so, like so, so, so me, this is this is actually okay. a very specific problem because i've seen it in other games too i've seen it in wow as well which is this kind of eagerness to get you through the content kind of actually fucks with the storytelling a lot like i'm mm -hmm. like in many ways i'm like you i like enjoying these stories that get told but because the game is so eager to shove you through the story you out level the content of the story that you're on and you either have to like like not gain like you know for, at some points forego reasonable experience to finish out the story block or just skip the end part and go on to the next story because um they want you to kind of like hyperactively get through these beginning levels as fast as possible um and, and maybe that's just a, a like a bad aspect of uh of design and, and maybe maybe you know what I, what I want is somewhere kind of in between these things. Maybe I'm being a little bit hyperbolic when I want to say abolish all leveling. But, like, maybe the speed wants to be faster. Um, so, okay, you can finish point. Oh, uh, so, I have leveled two characters to cap. The caps were different in, in, in World of Warcraft, to, to be clear. Mm -hmm. The caps were different when I did them. I leveled a priest to 60. Um, maybe like a week before Burning Crusade dropped. Um, and I leveled uh, a monk to level 
90 and then 100 as as Warlords dropped. And the experience on the Monk was so much better because that experience was so streamlined. I think I played like maybe a third of the time leveling on that Monk than I ever did on my Priest. And I got, you know, what is, that's like one, literally one and a half times as many levels. Wait, wait, wait. So, so it was better because it was faster? Yes. That is, that is interesting. Uh, so here's the thing. I well, think so, it, so it's, with, it's with, not just better because it was faster, right? It was better because I think the content was better, but also because it was, it like, yes, it's better because it's faster, but not just, not because it was speedy for speedy's sake, but I felt that it was at a, a better point pace right like i felt that like one through 60 was virtually painless 60 through 80 was eh, and like 80 through 90 was fine again because it was the newest content and like 90 through 100 when warlords drop was fine again because i kind of had like peer I, I think this is another part of it too is that because a lot of the game is so focused on the end content the only time, like, leveling truly feels like you're in a world is on, like, expansion releases when everybody's kind of still leveling their mains to 100. Like, I feel like the worlds feel very empty otherwise. Um, just... So... Man. I, I know I said a lot there, so, so take your no, time. No, okay, so here's, here's the big thing. I think that in order to get the best leveling experience for WoW, for me personally, but just in general, is... You you have to not do stuff sometimes, if that makes sense. I you know like uh, the fastest explain that. like okay okay like the fastest way to to level up is to get all of the heirlooms. Which by the way, I totally have. I have like a billion heirlooms or whatever. Put them on your you know put them on your character and you know like go go ham in these dungeons. And to be fair, you know like I've definitely done that. But my favorite way to level in WoW is not to do that. In fact, to do so much to possibly recreate I don't send myself gold uh on my alts. I create an you know like I create an alt, I get him some, you know, some regular old professions and I don't and I level up through the zones, you know, like at a really like meandering slow pace. I like to finish out zones. Um, even if I like over level the content, which happens, you know, pretty pretty often, um, I like to to completely finish the zone before I get before I get going right, you know, I don't buy a mount until I have enough gold to buy a mount. I I, I purposefully this is how Burning Crusade content is good for me um, because all of that content was built so that you didn't you, all of that leveling content is built without a mount in mind. So I don't I never buy the level sixty flying mount even though I generally do have the gold I need to get it. I just don't get I don't get it. I just level i just do it with my uh i do it with my regular running on the ground mount and i think you kind of you know you have to negotiate with the game in order to find what works for you i think for the people who want to who are feeling the way that you want to right i want to be max level i want to do all that max level stuff i think there's more than enough tools for them to skip the leveling content without too much of a hassle right by you know 
buying buying the boost right by getting all the heirlooms by spamming the dungeons right that those those things are in there for those players but i don't think that's the only kind of player that exists and i think that the leveling experience is really useful for uh for the rest of the for the rest of us you know the rest of us out there i I don't think i would play wow if it didn't have a leveling experience i don't know i wonder if i would i love that game i will go i will go i will go to the to, to you know I, I will go to bat for that game any day of the week. Uh, so, so part of this too is, is like this is this is also I don't know what your other experience with MMOs are. This is not just a, just just you know an analysis of the way WoW does it because like as I've said, I think WoW was actually one of the better games doing this. In fact, I think yeah. I, I mean, so, honestly, so honestly, I think the best game that ever did this was Guild Wars One, which is a game that I adore and love, and I don't like Guild Wars Two nearly as much, and that makes me sad. But Guild Wars One let you make a character. There were twenty levels of content. Uh, which was done, you could do in a reasonable amount of time. It wasn't fast. Um, or you could make a character at max level um, for PvP purposes. Um, and there were like there was some interplay, like you needed to do PvE to get certain skills, or you had to grind a bunch of PvP. But I thought that that was a, a kind of good balance. They also, like, endgame raids weren't as much of a thing, I don't think, is in Guild Wars 1. Guild Wars 1 was really a lot about, about, about PvP, but, I like, you know... I think that, like, like I said, I think WoW and Guild Wars One do it well. I think there's a lot of games that don't do it great too, um, and I think that I don't know. I see. I you're right. I the first MMO I ever played was WoW, and I basically loved it so much that I never even tried anything else. Uh, I've played Guild Wars Two. Man, that might be all. That might be those. Might be the only two MMOs I've ever played in my life. So, so, so buddy, no, I think I've got a, I've got a good way to put this for, put this for you. If every time you wanted to level an alt, you had to do vanilla WoW progression all the way to ninety, would you have viewed that as positive as as positive of an experience? I so no. But that's because I think that the choices exist, right? The the key thing to me is that you allow both options by putting in op you you by putting in the choices basically, right? Um, because heirlooms and dungeon spamming and all these other things exist, it neutralizes the problem to me. Because if I do feel like it's going too slow, I can do any number of things in order to make it. You know, in order to make it fast. And I don't think you can really hit that sweet spot for the majority of players. I think there are going to be players who, you know, are down for what you're doing. And I think that there are players who, you know, aren't, I guess. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it is tough. Uh, I I got about 20 levels into Guild Wars 2, which I think has a higher level cap of of about 60. The problem with Guild Wars 2 for me is that, you know, I really liked the thing of you need to use your skills in order to uh, level the – in order to, like, unlock – the other skill, like uh, the other of your weapon skills, and then you have all five of your weapon skills or all however many of your weapon skills kind of thing. I thought that was great. And then they had this thing where each level you gained points, and sometimes you go around the map and you found other places and you fought these guys and you earned points in order to get other kind of secondary skills. I loved that. And then like maybe like 10 days after I started leveling, they patched it. 
so that that wasn't the case anymore. Um, that that whole thing where you like you earned points and you spent these points in whatever way. It happened that like at big checkpoint levels of like 30, 35, 40 or whatever, uh, you just kind of got a big amount of points to dump. And I was like, oh, well, fuck it. I'm out kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I don't even know. So, I, I think the kind of way, the, the kind of thing I want to advocate for and kind of like the the jumping off for this is that I think the unfortunate consequence of kind of the, the fact that you level through content and you kind of don't look back in a lot of ways it, it is unfortunate. And I think that's in some ways like kind of a waste, right? Like, wouldn't it be nice, buddy, if, you know, Let's say you leveled up through Eastern Kalimdor, or East, Eastern. I I literally just mixed the two cotton, continents because I'm an idiot. Um, but let's mm-hmm. see, let's see, you leveled up through Eastern Kingdoms, and then you're at level cap, and you know today, like you could either like do some daily bullshit to get some gold because one of the things you're working toward is like the Infinity Gold Mount that gets released in every expansion. Instead of doing that, could you go like? do some, con- like, maybe you even rush it, like, dailies. Like, you can only do so many, so many, like, like, like upgrade so many old content quests to do. Um, wouldn't it be nice if you could go do some of that Kalimdor content and not feel like you are effectively wasting your time that you, to, to building towards your end game goals? Like, wouldn't, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be a, a nice thing to be able to do, essentially? I mean, like, I guess to a certain extent, but I really think, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, what's your, what's your hesitancy? I'm, I'm curious. It, it, I think there, there really is something to that engagement of doing it for the first time, right? Wow. Behaving like Skyrim. I don't know, you know, I don't know, man, that's just, that's a really rough one to, uh, to kind of parse out. I think at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's tough because there isn't a, there isn't a, like, it's not, it's not a one size fits all, you know what I mean? Everybody has a different thing, uh, you know, like a different, a different, uh, kind of sense on what it should be. And so, yeah, hypothetically, I want this stuff to be tailored precisely to me or whatever. But I think in a world where World of Warcraft behaves like Skyrim for, you know, 100 levels and then it starts behaving like League of Legends, that's a pretty okay world to live in. Even if it behaves like Skyrim for 100 levels and then starts behaving like Destiny, I'm fine with that. Because I think that there's something, you know, look... I don't play WoW because I'm looking for moving emotional experiences, right? Or because I'm trying to, you know, uh, you know, like think critically and hard about the, you know, every single choice and decision that I'm making, right? I play WoW because sometimes I just want to turn my brain off. I want to hit my stuff. You know, like I want to do my rotation as best as I possibly can. And I want to watch Batman vs. Superman, on the other screen, right? Like, and I think that having, having a world where I can, I can like almost anchor my day in coming back and doing those dailies or coming back and, uh, clearing out my garrison missions that, I don't know that that feels good. It might be a Skinner box, but it's a very, it's a very satisfying Skinner box. Um, 
and, and that's fine. But like, like to, to, to speak to what I'm talking about, like, I don't really see a downside to enabling later players to do the earlier content to their own like level, essentially. Like, I, I think this is kind of like because at, at that point it's kind of like I want a reason to go back and experience those neat story beats that I missed my my uh my first character around or my when I was leveling my character or when I was for whatever reason right like either I spam dungeons or I uh you know I did eastern kingdoms instead of Kalimdor or vice versa like isn't it like I feel like it's kind of like a waste of the work that's been put into those things to not let like like me going back to like Kalimdor, let, let's let's so like what one of the areas I remember on Billamong that I, Billamong is, is is my monk character, um, is there's this like there's this area in in the in Kalimdor where the whole kind of bit of the area is your you you rank up through like this guy's kind of army in the in the zone. Um, and you, you get, like, an effect every, like, every time you zone in. Do you know what I'm talking about, buddy? For clarity, you're talking about Stone Talon Mountains. Yes, um, yes. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I... So, th- in fact, this, is, this happened to me consistently on this character. Because I, like you, did like to kind of finish out the content in a, in a zone. So, I'd finish out a zone. And then I'd be, like, halfway into the level of the next zone. And, like, I'd pop up through that like i do like a quarter to half the content of that next zone because then i'd be able to immediately slingshot into the zone beyond that and do that entire zone mm-hmm. so effectively i did every other zone mm-hmm. um and you know there's part of me that like saw that kind of little thread and was like oh that's neat but then was like well i'm like you know i could put myself kind of behind on this curve further and like be literally getting no experience from the crap from the mobs i'm killing um, or I could slingshot ahead to the next area. And, like, you know, I got, like, the first snippet of that of that kind of experience. And, like, the, the Stone Talon Island was the one that sticks out to me the most because um, it's also situated in a place that, like, you end up traversing through the square and the buff kind of fucking pops up with the sound every time you fly through the area. Yeah. Um, and so and so, so the, the fact that I never advanced that quest line just kind of kept being reminded to me as it like pass through the corner of the area and go like thunk your rank is private or whatever um like i have never i never have any reason to go back and finish that quest line other than for like my own personal amusement and that generally puts me me behind on the things i want to do to advance my end game content and i think that's that's a waste of of that content essentially that like there's no good reason in my mind why I shouldn't be able to go like why I shouldn't be able to have an incentive to go back and and, and do that like so this is gonna sound weird but I don't see a good reason why that shouldn't be incentivized barring the work put in to make that system work I mean so at what point at what point though is that about adding something rather than just taking taking away the current leveling content, right? What, isn't isn't the real answer you're looking for something like a buff, right? That when you hit max level, 
all of the gold you gain for low level quests is, is you scaled. Know, is scaled. Or you know, like like yeah, the enemies the enemies and the gold together are scaled, so it's not like, you know, you're walking around hitting everybody with flot, you know, frost shock every four seconds, one shotting them, right? Um that to me, that sounds solid right that sounds sure fine okay I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that 100 percent. but to me that's not about taking away that leveling system f- for the first time you know like that's about adding it after after okay. the fact it's I, the I combination that. of those two things where you're saying let's strip the leveling system and then put it on the back end it's like yeah sure if you want to back end beef up this this early game content i'm i'm with you a million percent um okay and, and, i, I yeah, think that's fair yeah. I, I think that's fair in a certain I, sense, not to pimp my own ride, but I, in a certain sense, I think Final Fantasy does that the right way um, because it is the same character. Um, but, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's other nuances to all of that. Yeah, anyway. so, so actually, if we, if we want Final Fantasy is another game we could talk about because even though you don't play it, you do GM it. So, you know, some yeah, of yeah stuff. I do. I do know. I do know a little bit. Um, yeah, just a smidge. <laughs> so that's actually, I think, a good example of what frustrates me most about these leveling systems, which is that um, Final Fantasy uh, 14 in the way that it kind of works, um, grinding mobs is not very efficient. Um like the quests are much better at, at leveling you up, and mm-hmm. so um, even for just leveling the fifteen levels of your secondary class to get the uh, the the secondary class effects, to me at least, was murderous. It was terrible. I hated it. Like it just felt so long, and I, and you that, that's low enough that you can still like leverage a lot of quests to still get you to that point. Yeah. Um. You just can't measure. You can't leverage like the the big old story quest. You just get all the side quests in the area. That that's like that was actually what one of my my bigger kind of things for this is that like. And I, I think part of my, my big thing for for a lot of these these games is like, I have tried, a half dozen different MMOs, looking for something that ultimately, even though like. You know, after a month or two, every time I go back to well, I'm like, what am I doing with my life? And I, I quit the game again. Um, it's something that only WoW has ever been able to really succeed at with me, which is kind of keeping me locked in long enough to get to the end game content. And then the end game yeah. content sustains itself for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe talking about this through the lens of WoW is a bad thing because, you know, WoW still... is the best version of it, yeah. almost. Or, and, I, I mean, and, and look, Guild Wars I, 1, because like, I will yeah. pimp Guild Wars 1 at every opportunity. Sure, um, yeah, I mean, I never played Guild Wars 1. I, I think it's, it, you know, I, WoW is... I, I'm sure one day we'll do, uh, I guess, I'm like, greatest of all time, but WoW is a million percent in my, like, greatest games of all time, right? It absolutely deserves its place so to speak, uh, kind of at, like, you know, the top of the pantheon of, of my hours played. You know, like, I look at Total War Warhammer and I'm like, 91 hours, you know, like, 91 hours played or whatever. And I'm like, oh, wow, geez, I've just thrown my life away playing fucking Guild Wars. I'm loading up World of Warcraft right now and I'm going to do slash played on Baron and we're going to talk about how ridiculously terrible my life is that I've put however many days into that character. Uh, but I think that that is really, truly, like, that's not... That's not an accident, right? That's not a skin. This is what kills. This is, you know, people talk about like the Skinner box of it and that is, you know, and all this kind of stuff. That's not a Skinner box. I don't think a Skinner box really could hold my attention that long. And maybe it's because I'm an RPer, right? 
that adds a ton of time to these games. You know, one, one hundred percent. That adds tons of tons of time. Um, maybe it's because for a long time I was a progression raider, right? And I was in, I was in the thick of it uh, when it came to. Um, you know, I was I was I was in the thick of it of getting in and doing my dailies and and hitting stuff. Uh, you know, getting all of my bosses down each week on kind of on cooldown uh, or whatever. But I have 116 days uh, played total on Baron lifetime, I guess. Uh, but the real depressing number is that 17 of those days have been at level 100. So that's sad. My life is <laughs> coming into perspective a little bit more. I don't know. It's tough because, uh, you know, like, honestly, um, not to get, like, too personal for a second. But I'll, <laughs> well, well, next you know, week, well, Buddy is going to quit the podcast because he's gotten a soul-seeking adventure in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, like, wow, it's really been a big, you know, it's like a big thing for me. I had a big falling out with my uh, freshman year friends uh, in uh, in sophomore year, like, kind of between freshman and sophomore year or of, whatever. Of, of Hopkins? Yeah, at Hopkins. Oh, um, and I, spoilers. We, we went to that school. Should right, I yeah. That, we should, went to, should I edit that out? No, nah, they can know. Okay. I went to – I'm proud. I'm proud to be a Johns Hopkins alum. Um, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm proud of being a Johns Hopkins alum. I'm just concerned. No one listens to the podcast anyway, but, you know. What, what is the concern? Just – Oh, I don't know. A crazy, per, a crazy person, like slowly pieces together the things that we've let out about this cast. That, like shows up at my door one day and is like, "I would like to wear your face on my face." Oh well, I, I don't really worry. I mean, sure. I guess I could also worry about a plane crashing into my apartment and burning me alive. But uh, you know, Wait, you, like, you don't have these things are shutters? so. The, we're not, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, these things are so like low probability. Yeah, no, I, I, I know, I, I'm, I'm just a paranoid person. Sure. But anyway, anyway uh, I had I had a big falling out with uh, with a lot of my freshman year friends, right? Um, and I moved around a lot as a kid, so you know, I'm not I'm not very bad at at like this kind of like, oh, your friends all suck now, let's get new ones kind of thing. But the new ones I found for sophomore year, I played World of Warcraft, right? And that was and I played and I was a progression raider, and I you know that was my social life basically, uh, and. That was that was great. That was awesome, right? That's probably what kept me from like a spiral of like depression and self-loathing, right? Um, and and then obviously junior year rolled around. Our Dungeons and Dragons club in in college happened, right? That's how you and I became good friends and everything like that. You know, when I, when I was uh, uh, when I was a senior and I was writing my i wrote a full-length screenplay because uh like i was a writing student which was an incredibly unusual thing to do uh at the kind of at the time um i had to stop playing league of legends because uh, i i had well i didn't have to i stopped playing league of legends and i started playing wow and i started rping in wow again because it was uh it was just way more conducive to kind of like the my need and ability to be in like a writing mindset almost to have wow on one screen and like the screenplay on another and swap between them or be thinking about you know the stories that i'm doing in world of warcraft at the same time that i'm thinking about you know the 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 scenes and the minute to minute of my screenplay or whatever honestly even for (laughs) even for uh um uh warlords of draenor right a lot of the preliminary work in Hell's Rebels, all of that stuff was kind of fueled by, like, wow, creative juices going nuts, 
in my brain. And I'm reaping the benefits of this stuff now, right? Like, the, all of this stuff that's happened in book one, I didn't, you know, this didn't come out of nowhere. Some of it did, obviously. Some of, like, the filler sessions were, like, you know, when I have to respond to you guys doing whatever. But most of this stuff has been roadmapped out from a year ago, right? Before, before Hell's Rebels even dropped, right? Before I even had the first book in my hands, I knew how I wanted to run the first book of the game, right? It was such, that was such an issue that I was behaving that way, right? Because this is how World of Warcraft affects my brain, uh, that one of our friends didn't want to play Hell's Rebels anymore because he was so furious that I was refusing to play the the Paizo material as written. Um, and to call that, right? And to look back at all that and to call that, you know, like, oh, wow, it's just a Skinner box. I just... I cannot help but disagree. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I don't know if I, I I'd ever say that WoW is. I don't know. I, I so I don't know why you why you quit playing WoW when when, when you do because you know I, I think both of us have. Uh, by the way, I have no answer. I have no answer to that one day. It's literally just one day. I sit down and I like hover over the play button and I'm like. Nah, <laughs> I just do something else. Yeah, for for me, it's usually like, it's like at some point I'll be like, and then I like you know I know oh, I got at some point I'll like be doing dailies and I'll be like oh I have to you know I got to do my dailies before I get to have fun and I'll be like wait what did I just say to myself right like and then I'll be and then like a week later it'll uh, I'll be like oh it's not that and then like a week later it's like I'm done. Um, it's much kind of the similar similar way of like I hover over the play button. And it's like I could yeah. Play. I mean, and, and, and honestly, this is something that happens to me in every game. Like it, you know, like like it happens to me. It happened to me in Warhammer. Right, I was playing Warhammer every day. And I was going through, and then I would beat the game, and I would start it up all over again, and I would keep playing it every day, keep playing and keep playing and keep playing. And then one day, I just didn't. You know, I just was like, nope, I'm I'm out. I don't know. I don't need any of this anymore. All of my, you know, this is you know, this is how I stopped playing Skyrim, right? It's not like I ever get to a point in Skyrim where I'm like, okay, I've accomplished everything I ever want to accomplish in Skyrim. It's like, no, it's just, you know, one day I got to a, I got to a one particular spot and for no reason whatsoever, boom, up, whoop, up, no, no more Skyrim for buddy kind of thing. This happens to me in everything. It's not yeah. just World of Warcraft. So, so kind of side note on Skyrim, I'm kind of like resisting my urges to, to replace more of Skyrim because I just want to save that moment for when the Legendary Edition comes out. Mm. And that way I could, I could like kind of blow my, my Skyrim resurgence load in November. I, re- yeah, I right really now. have to, I really have to go back to, uh, I really have to go back to Skyrim. I was really depressed the other day because I was talking about, uh, my most played Steam games. Um, I am I, wow! I just put Steam in my browser bar, and it just showed me all of my. Uh, uh, it, it, it and it just instantly brought me to the link of, um, my playtime, uh, my playtime per, per hours, and I you know like. You know, and I, I don't, I've, I'm happy with how I play games on Steam or whatever, right? It's not like I feel bad about it, but it's one of those things where I look at it, it's like, okay, Civ Five, cool. You're up, your, your style is fine. Payday 2, Total War, you know, Skyrim is in that top fine. Oh, nice. And then three hours, Skyrim is a 111 hours. Three hours under that Skyrim is Fallout 4. And I just look at that Fallout 4, I'm like, 
fuck you, Fallout 4. Get the fuck out of here. You know, you're not allowed to be in my like top games played ever for a game that I dislike so much. Um, well, um, but yeah, you know, but uh, I, of, I do, I do fully intend to go back to Skyrim. If you want to kind of like sate that desire, Witcher is a good game to kind of. Do. I was actually considering starting up Witcher again and doing Witcher instead of because they just released new content and it's kind of like they, that's yeah, I heard about en- that it's a huge DLC. Yeah, and it's at, for them. and it's out at the end of its it's kind of at the end of its content cycle. Mm. So that that was a game that I always kind of wanted to wait for everything to come out before I really dug into it. So I, I might try and. I might I might go for that. I have it on good old games because I got it free with my video card. Um, wow, fair enough. <laughs> uh, um, so I don't I don't get the nice Steam sales for the DLC, I guess. But uh, um, the- yeah, I mean I I have the same thing for uh, uh, like I really want to go back to Dragon Age Inquisition. Dragon Age Inquisition I feel really bad about because I never actually beat the game. I'm pretty sure I'm really close to the end. Uh, but I got like 60 hours in, and I—it's crazy. I got 60 hours in. I love every minute of it, right? I think Dragon Age Inquisition is a fantastic game, uh, and yet I—I I just got to that to that point, right, where it was like, okay, no more Dragon Age Inquisition, and it just happened to be, you know, probably, you know, 90% of the way through the game. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just... I, I definitely want to go back to all this stuff. I I too am waiting for the uh, for like the super remastered version of Skyrim, um, so, because I think that game is beautiful. To get, to get a little bit back on message, um, or to get back <laughs> on topic. No, no, not that this was this, this was a bad use of our time, but the thing uh, to kind of wax philosophical, like the thing about WoW for me, I think has always been like. The level when the leveling was bad in vanilla, I always had kind of like the my friends waiting, like you know my friends sitting at the top of the cliff, being like, "Come on, you're almost here. Come have fun with us." Even though I played maybe a grand total of like an hour with people I actually I knew because we were all at disparate levels, um, you know. But and I was like always climbing towards that goal of like like the kind of like the social experience, mm-hmm. um, and I th- and that's that's also true for like, um. Uh, I th- I think like the last round like that we all kind of like started going up together and we were all kind of like climbing to this place together and, and that kind of like what was a big part of the motivator and this time around also the leveling content isn't nearly as bad as it was in vanilla um, and the thing I want out of an MMO and, and like I think once you get to the top that stuff kind of like fuels itself right like I like I think once I hit level one like max level cap, I could sustain myself on that end game content. That's always all very compelling for me. And the thing that I always wanted was an MMO it was you know, I'd even be happy if they just did it in WoW instead of uh me having to find another game to get to the point. I don't like tap targeting. I want like an action MMO like Terra is. Like Terra's systems appeal to me. There are some things that don't that I don't like about Terra um, that kind of like uh, like a personalization based level. Um, gunners are locked to two female races. It's like two female versions of of races, and that drives me insane because I love gunner classes, but I like playing on gender. Um, but I and so I, I settled on like this on on the lancer, um, which has a grappling hook, which is another thing that I always love. Um, but like I couldn't push myself through that leveling content to get what I like to get the interesting stuff. 
Um, because it's every all the lovely content is treated like second class content. It's treated like the thing you have to get to, to get to the to get to the good part. Mm. And like, I don't know. That's I think maybe maybe where this kind of like thought for me came from is like I want to get to that level. I, I want to be at the good part. Like I, I want to be able to survive a game long enough to get to the good part, um, so I can actually enjoy an action MMO. Which yeah, is, which nope. is, yep. I'm with you. I'm with you every step of the way, man. <laughs> um, and so let, I, yeah. I mean, the, the, I think the tough part is because at, I think the tough part comes from um, the the MMO as like a genre, which I hate talking about in that way, is. So there's so many different parts of the game, right? There's the there's the part of the game that acts like League of Legends, right? Rated Battleground PvP with my friends, right? There's the part of the game that, you know, acts like Skyrim, right? There's the part of the game, you know, like, there's the part of the game that acts like fucking SimCity, for Christ's sake. That it's, at, at, like, to a certain extent, I think making it so that all of those games are appealing to everyone at the same time is the wrong way to go about it. Um, but you also kind of have to do it sometimes and like, yeah, you can really lose me when, you know, you, you know, you can, you can, uh, really lose me on the, I don't know the professions, right? Um, and that sucks. That just really that that just really sucks. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> we want a perfect uh, game, and we want it now. God damn it! No, right? Yeah. For fucking. Uh, tell me about it. Well, I mean, the good. So the good news, I think, is going forward in our lives. Um, is that I think uh, WoW is doing the right kinds of things. I think 14 is doing the right kinds of things, even though I've had plenty of conversations with people recently. Obviously, a lot of people at my work play 14, uh, and hint, hint, one of the reasons that I talk with my boss about uh, you know him playing Overwatch on consoles is because he, you know, 14 is is not scratching that that kind of itch for him or whatever. Um, and I think this stuff is just kind of naturally going to come in and out of favor in the same way that league is going to come in and out of favor. You know, league was at the top of the, uh, it was at like the top of like the PC bong charts for like four years and it just got overtaken by overwatch. Uh, excuse me. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What yeah, I really crazy. want is for world of Warcraft two to have action combat and then everything will be great. And then I'll find something else to complain about. Uh, the, 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 one of the neat things I like a lot about the, um, uh, shit, what is it called? Uh, uh, about, well, about Legion is they have this thing called, um, they have, it's called the action camera or whatever. Uh, and you can enable it, disable it. But what it does is it, when you are in a fight, it takes you to a specific kind of, um, you know, like it zooms you in on the fight that's happening. Um, so it, and like it's one it's a very little thing so like one of those very little minor things but I actually think it makes a big difference. 
Uh, another 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 uh, place where it works is like when you are starting a quest, it zooms you in on you and the quest like the giver right so it's not you talking to kind of like some pixels because you have it all the way zoomed out for maximum fov right uh it's you talking to you know a person that you zoom in on and you see his face i kind of secretly have a feeling that this feature wasn't implemented earlier because the uh the, you know like the the models are so poor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's my that's my that's my tinfoil is that they were like, oh, let's do this action camera, like Rathalinsky or something, and then they like you know implemented like an internal model of it or something like that. And, like you zoom in on Arthas's face and it looks like you know all all four polygons of it. Like, yeah, he's like Quasimodo or something <laughs> like that. And they're just like, eh, let's not like let's uh, let's wait on that one. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'm excited to return to WoW. We're going to have a couple of WoW-based episodes. Uh, are you going to see Warcraft? I need, I need to schedule it because we're going to have a special guest on for a yeah, WoW lore are, episode at some been point. Waiting, we've been waiting for our super special guest. Uh, I think we talked about it on the co- podcast for our inaugural episode of, uh, what do we want to call that segment? Where we just talk all about game lore. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did it. We did it. We did one with, I think it was in, uh, we talked a little bit about it, uh, I guess, in the Dark Souls uh, in the context yeah. of Dark Souls, right? But yeah, our our boys uh, Akshay from Friend of the Cast uh, uh, from the uh, Unwise the, and the, the Unwise Index, Index, who hasn't released an episode in a while. I should bother them about that. I should bother them about that too. I love listening to those guys talk about way more personal. And I got pretty personal today, but man, just poof, God, like the Unwise Index are dealing with like existential terror of like living in the cosmos. <laughs> and here uh, I am. But sometimes they also just talk. Boxes. Sometimes they also just talk about Drake. That's true. I actually really did enjoy that Drake album or that Drake. I guess it was the Drake album episode because uh, I don't know anything about popular music or any of that. And so I learned a whole lot about Drake that I never would have otherwise knew uh, if it wasn't for the unwise uh, uh, index informing me. So, you know, you learn something new every day. Um, yeah, yeah I, I I'm in favor <laughs> of calling the, the, the lore casts like lorgasms. Oof. I love that idea. I have regular lorgasms about World of Warcraft. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, for, for me personally, it's like, whenever I decide I really care about the lore, I'll go, like, on a binge. Like, um, the first of these is, is, is infamously about um, the, the lessons of Vivek. The 36 Lessons of Vivek, buddy. Have you read I read them? the I, Yeah, I read the, the 36 Lessons of Vivek just because I was mad that you... Uh, <laughs> Like, like we were arguing. I think we were arguing about something, and you told me oh, that I, something was the case, and I was like, "That cannot be true. That's ridiculous. That's just so ridiculous and stupid." And you were like, "It's in the Thirty Six Lessons of Vivek. Read the fucking Thirty Six Lessons of Vivek." And I was like, "You know what? Fine, I will." Oh, <laughs> was, was it about did. like cutting whole a hole in time? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what it's about. It's about this like crazy universe thing. I was, I don't know. I the, read the Elder them. Scrolls lore I, is completely fucked. Just completely. I, don't remember them uh, um, at all. <laughs> but, like, I, I do this. I, I did it with Elder Scrolls. I did it with Dragon Age. I did it with Skyrim. Uh, not Sky. I just said Sky. Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark Souls, yeah. Um, Have you ever done it with World of Warcraft? Have I've done it with pieces. Them? I've done it okay. with pieces. Just because there's there's a lot of World of Warcraft and, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, Dra- mean, yeah Dragon Warcraft Age, Lord there's three is, games. Yeah. Dark Souls, there's three games. Elder Scrolls, there's a lot. But, like, there's also... So the thing about Elder Scrolls is there's a lot of people that care way too much about it. So much so that there's 
two shitposting subreddits for t- for Elder Scrolls lore. Yeah. So you know it, it's it's that bad. Um, <laughs> so, but it's, that makes it relatively easy to kind of and, and you know I I'm also person. This is going to sound really terrible, but I'm personally motivated by malice for Elder Scrolls lore because everybody likes to suck. I think his name is Michael Kirkbride's dick so hard because like he's the guy that wrote the 36 Sessions of Vivek, right? Yes, he's the guy who yeah. wrote most of. Morrowind. Morrowind. Yeah, okay. And he writes a bunch of stuff that is like that sometimes gets incorporated into the later games, like the like the signs on the side of the I think it's the mammoths in uh Skyrim. That was that was Kirkbride. Um but he also just writes what? other stuff. Wait, can you explain that for So there are like runes painted on the sides of, of the mammoths by the giants in, in Skyrim. Oh um really? and that there's a bunch of history to it that I don't remember off the top of my head. But he wrote about that before Skyrim came out, and they incorporated that into Skyrim. And he does oh. some freelance work for Bethesda. I mean, that's cool and everything, but yeah. But then I, he I, also yeah, writes yeah. things like the Love Letter, which is like maybe in the future where like a sandstorm has taken over all of creation and like people live underground, and then something about histories like using mathematical missiles in space in the far flung future, and that's just just all fucking bullshit to me. So. Like, <laughs> Like that's funny. <laughs> um, that that kind of like what the fuck is this kind of thing like really drove me deep into Elder Scrolls lore. But that wasn't the topic of this podcast. I'm sure we could do a next ne- maybe next time we 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 both do a, a Skyrim re reventuring. We can do a lorgasm on on Elder Scrolls lore. Yeah, for um, real. Yeah, I mean, I am uh, I am super uh, I am super into World of Warcraft lore basically as an RPer because you ha- you you have to know your lore as an RPer in order to like you can't play in the world if you don't know the lore of the world. Um, but it's something that causes a lot of drama and a lot of the drama with our peers, right? Like a lot of tension, a lot of drama with our peers because you know naturally you start filling in blanks of the world and you start asking so it's a real you know it's a real deep rabbit hole to go down when when you start uh kind of interfacing with the lore in real time with your characters um but we you know that's a sneak preview we've been on this cast long enough talked about a lot of stuff yeah even though it has it actually gone it probably hasn't gone past our time limit because we're going to be cutting out all of that stuff that I shouldn't have said. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see. But uh, if you'd like to tune in to uh, other stuff. We've that got we Hell's do. Rebels on Wednesday. This yeah, we got may Hell's go Rebels up after on Wednesday. It. Yeah. Um, just because um, in an effort to make the last episode not be up like three days before this episode goes up, I'm going to put this episode up late. And then we'll be back on schedule, I promise, for all three of you who care. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, I'm so ready for uh, I'm so ready for us to be done with this dungeon on Wednesday. So you said that, you're, that we're probably taking the two weeks after that off? Yes, yes. We are probably taking the two weeks after that off to prepare book two. Um, because I haven't done much of the actual, you know, adding the people to the, you know... Adding the people, adding the NPCs, setting up the all of that kind of stuff... Uh, which I did before for for book one. I have to do that stuff for book two, but but I'm excited. You know, book two is when it gets you know really interesting and it gets a lot more kind of like nuanced um, compared to this fairly linear part where you know 
we're go we're going we're getting the book it, it is much more interesting it is it, we're, we're in a more interesting world when we're actually interfacing with what barzillai thrun is doing in the city rather than f- trying to figure out the means to figure out what barzillai thrun is doing in the city you know what i mean yeah um so i will be glad once you guys uh actually have the uh the knowledge at hand to you know uh to 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 get your shit together and and take him on all right and then uh Next week, I think we should have Rune Lords. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. It'll be a live call. Um, <laughs> it is It is commonly with that game. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, a lot of the players are going through some major life changes, um, so things might might get out of out of whack for a little while. That is, yeah, that is definitely true. Um, and then... Uh, I, oh, next, and next Monday is also 4th of July, so... Yeah. There's so, that. happy birthday, America. Yeah! Friday is is Independence Day for Canada, so all you Canadians out there, celebrate. Um, Yeah, it's the 1st of July. Holy shit, I did not know that. Well, not everybody can be as worldly as me, buddy. That's true, (laughs) I mean, fair enough. The only date I have to look forward to is tomorrow, when the ultimate cut for Batman vs. Superman gets released. (laughs) (laughs) No, buddy! We've talked about that enough! (laughs) The good news is, is now we've kind of gotten, like, to full Batman vs. Superman, like, exception. Because it's a meme that I will always bring up, Batman vs. Superman, I can always just bring up my lack of bringing up Batman vs. Superman as its own joke. Yeah. So we're never getting away from it now, boys. No, we're not. <laughs> this outro is, man, we have oh, really... Man. Anyway. If you uh... want to email us with your thoughts on Batman vs. Superman, email us at subderbsplaygames at gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, watch us on, on twitch.tv slash games. Um, links to our Facebook group, our Twitters, and our YouTube, and a bunch of stuff in the description. Comment, like, repost, do whatever the fuck you want. Tweet uh, me. Uh, My tweet- DMs are open, I have now learned, because I got DM'd by a porn account. Oof. Like one of those, like, one of those, like, spam accounts. Yeah, I've been followed by a couple of them at this point. Um, I, probably due to the, the minor success of this podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, reaching, uh, reaching all the ears out there. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. Did you have anything else you wanted to bring up, buddy? No, I am. I am good to go. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Until next listeners. time, dear listeners. <laughs>